Welcome into Potty Pod Cinema. I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy. And Andy, we actually have a ton of stuff to talk about. When I first started making the doc, I didn't think we'd have all that much because you know it's it's summer. I've been out. I've been playing yep. Diablo, and uh, so I didn't think I was going to get to that much. But we actually have uh, quite a few things to talk about. Um, some big stuff too. Some big superhero stuff and just yeah, some fun yeah, things. Yeah. Blockbusters. Um, yeah. So let's get into it. Righteous Gemstone season three premiere. And it's just as great as the other one so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's equally messed up and good and funny and uh, ridiculous. And no, nah, I mean, it picked up right where it left off. Like, it's it's a unique show. Like, it, it'll even have episodes that are just like... Sometimes, sometimes I'll have an episode where, like, I kind of agree with the... What was it? The, the board or whatever they went to for the... Uh, uh, that had to, they had to answer to on whether or not they would be good uh, people to carry on the church. Oh, okay. Uh, what was that group of people they were talking to? Was I that the board? Or, I don't remember. Yeah, I forget what they called them, but uh, the council or something maybe. And uh, I mean, I kind of agree with them. They're like, could you at least for like two seconds show that you get along as a family? Yeah. <laughs> and that you're gonna and that you're gonna be able to carry this church forward because some of the stuff you watch and I'm like, there's no way from what we've seen so far. John Goodman's character, Eli, would still be going along with that youngest son of his doing what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and much less, you know, the rest of it. Like, they're hiding the fair. And all, so, so far, that's fine. But, like, just, like, the the kind of immaturity of the youngest son, there's no way he would help let them be in charge of it. So, anyway. Uh, but, no, I, it was funny. Uh, I like where they're going with it. I love Stephen Dorff being, uh, being part Stephen of it. Stephen Shay Wiggum. <laughs> Shay Wiggum is an old race car driver. Yeah, he is in yeah. everything. Um, we got Eliza Schlesinger, and then uh, Kristen oh, Johnson right. comes back, and it is yeah. um, Amy Lee's Steve Zahn. Yeah, Amy yeah. Lee's uh, sister, right? Kristen sister, Johnson. Correct. Yeah. Yep. But we yep. haven't. Did we didn't see Steve Zahn yet, though? We did. Where was he? Not in the first episode. Oh no! You you put one and two on here. Oh, oh, okay. oh yeah. only one episode's come out. No, oh, Righteous Gemstones no. premiere. No, yeah, it, uh, sorry. HBO dropped two at once. Oh, did they really? Oh, man, I only saw yeah. the first episode. I did not realize yeah. that. Yeah, sorry. Well, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew Steve Zahn was going to be in it. I just didn't think we got him yet. Oh, well, I guess Whoa. I know what I'm doing tonight. That's why you don't know what freaking council I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. This guy is uh, eating some gummies while he watches. <laughs> There's a bunch of people watching it. Uh, no, yeah. Well, that's it's, exciting. Uh, we get another episode. Well, you'll see. Yeah, it's already out. It's already out. So, uh, yeah, they dropped two at once. Um, and they've done that quite a bit lately. They drop two at once and then go one at a time after that, which I think is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you. I don't think you can successfully buy back into a show off 30 minutes or 22 minutes. Like, yeah. I'm not saying you can't enjoy it. It's just it it gets you back into things with like at least an hour or something of of, of the show to catch to get you back in. So yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot. Well, just talking about the premiere. So there's definitely some family yeah. history with Kristen Krista Johnson coming back and saying, "My boys, they're they're coming for you. They're coming for you." And we know something happened because we saw uh, Kristen Johnson chasing. Jennifer Nettles, who plays Amy Lee Gemstone when she's younger at the fair and hits her with a wrench, and then Eli gets her, runs her off. But so there's definitely some family history that ain't good. And then we're gonna meet the boys. And I'm guessing Steve Zahn is one of the boys. Uh, I think he's her brother. 
Her brother. Okay. And then he's got his boys. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh man, I'm yeah. intrigued. And now BJ is all su- getting successful with his uh, um, showing people. Around. I guess he does what the attractions and kind of shows people around, but seems to love yeah. it. Yeah, he's fabulous. <laughs> and he, and then Judy was out on tour and was having an affair with uh, somebody, and now she's back and. Jesse and Kelvin both know about it, and it seems like they're going to use that against her. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll I gotta, see. I gotta we'll watch the second it. episode. Ah, man, yeah. I can't believe I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. So we'll right. watch the next one; you'll like it. Uh, and it, the next one really shows you where the series is going. Okay. Not series, but the season. The season. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah, good for that. Good. Um, yep. Yeah. If you're not watching Righteous Gemstones. You should uh, go back to the first and watch it. It's um, it's fantastic. It's amazing. I'm envious that you get to blow through it. Um, I mean, it's Danny McBride at his Danny McBrideist. Yes, and the best <laughs> so, characters yeah. coming in to help out too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the best supporting cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I'm with you. Yeah. No, very much so. Very much so. And this season, like, all the stars are coming in. So. Uh yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, and if if you haven't seen it, yeah, what a gem to be able to find, you know, three whole seasons of this show. Yeah. Uh, that you weren't expecting. So agreed. Awesome. Alright, the next one you're gonna have to explain to me how you're not caught up on this, but we are season one, we are eight episodes in. Um shit's getting real. And we got two episodes left <laughs> and it's silo. And you are you you've seen how many episodes? I've seen Four? Oh, do you feel bad May- about that? Because you should. Maybe five. You should feel There's bad. There's so much to catch up on this week. Uh, I yeah, just, like Silo. I was the bottom of the I had I had to catch me some Flash, some uh, Spider-Man, uh, Secret Invasion. I had to finish Bubkiss. Had to, yeah, there was a lot. Black Mirror. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to be embarrassed about Food Bar. We'll chat later. But uh, yeah, Silo. No, I I am looking forward to Silo, but. I, my bulb upstairs in my uh, my media room went out, so I had to order a new one. I got it in, and I just didn't really want to watch it on the small screen in the living room. So I, yeah. Silo is more of a big screen. Yeah, that's fair. Show for me, and you want to get kind of immersed in that world. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll get that uh, changed out today, and yeah, I'll probably watch it the next couple of days. All right, finish it up. Fine, you need to because Andy, I want to talk <laughs> yeah. about it. It's there's things okay, happening, okay. Andy. All right, things are <laughs> happening. All right. Um, Silo also got picked up for a season two, so that's exciting yeah. that you know that you can get into this and that you got more coming. I'm ex- I can't wait. I, I can't wait for. I mean, I'm gonna be sad when the two episodes open uh, episodes are are done, but I feel like the first season is like at the end you're like, oh my god, the whole world is about to like it's it, the world will open up, and it took a whole season to kind of do that, not in a bad way. Yeah. It's just yeah. you. It scratched the surface to like what's to come. Well, and they mentioned in the pilot, I want to say, or maybe they didn't, and maybe I assumed that there's going to be hundreds of silos uh, around the planet. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Don't yeah, I think you but, uh, I think you assumed that, that but I think, I think I that's did. right. So they talked about the the digging equipment and like leaving it down there mm-hmm. and something. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I was. I think that was my guess originally was that. There was going to be hundreds of silos, and, and that uh, at first my thought was that they were hum- you know, human guinea pigs. Yeah, uh, or not guinea pigs. What's the word? Like, uh, like power supplies. Like they were down there, like powering that 
you know, the most important thing is to keep that generator going. Mm -hmm. If it produces more than they use, uh, somebody's benefiting from that. So uh, at first I thought maybe the, uh, you know, to, to solve the energy crisis, we buried <laughs> tens of thousands of people in silos all over the world to generate power underground for us and be afraid to leave. Uh, which I think would be fascinating. <laughs> well, just imagine what you'll know when you watch four more episodes. I know, I know, I can't wait. Can't All right. Um, let's move on to one that was kind of a surprise, especially since the first episode was hit and miss, but uh, Bub Kiss. So this is uh, Pete Davidson, Edie Falco, and occasionally Joe Pesci. And it it's basically like a very loose view of Pete Davidson's kind of life, which... Very loose. Yeah, very, very loose. But it's... I, I, it's it's interesting like some of the episodes are deep um the second one the first one is just pure ridiculousness the second one is him when he's young and it's you know bobby carnivale and kind of talks about his dad and was really yep. deep has uh steve buscemi in it for all of two minutes and then crispy town which is just basically they wanted to do a fast and furious thing <laughs> which was great i can't stop doing that around the house crispy. <laughs> oh my god it's so annoying it's uh, awesome. Um, yeah, no, there and there's a, there. Each episode I want to say that I've seen so far has had some pretty deep moments. Even uh, even in the height of the ridiculous things they're doing, you kind of see why he's doing it to a degree. Um, e even the one where he was uh, on on site filming over Christmas because he thought he was going to do a scene with Brad Pitt. Yeah, oh yeah, was there. I mean that was that was kind of a great episode. Yeah, even though it was just kind of a descent into, you know, uh, God, he gets into heroin because <laughs> uh, he just goes to the uh, on accident. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like, you have anything, anything at all? They're like, yeah, you can sprinkle this on your pot, <laughs> and then he leaves. And they're like, oh, he's getting on the brownstone, and you're like, ooh, yeah, ooh. I don't, oh, yeah, he's okay. not ready for yeah. That's that's yeah. way different. <laughs> yeah, wow, uh, that's that's harsh to do someone, uh, but yeah, he's just so distraught. So anyway, I I loved all of it. Did you see the finale? Oh, yet? you know what? I just realized I did not. I stopped it. I stopped at seven because I thought it was the finale, and I get there's it eight. was not. Oh my god, I didn't see the finale. Oh, oh man, I'm man. gonna get to watch a righteous gemstone and a bub kiss tonight. Dumb and that, yeah, well, I kept wondering. I, I was like, I thought. Um, Paul Walter Hauser was in one of the episodes, so I kept waiting for that, yeah. and it felt like it kind of ended on a on a cliffhanger. So no, that's awesome. the finale was masterful. Oh, okay, so I'm excited enjoy, about that. Enjoy, enjoy that. Um, and okay, yeah, we can't even talk about this till you watch that. Piece. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that. I'm excited now. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. for you. I found it last night uh, because I'd seen seven episodes. And then I same thing. I realized I was like, I know there's more. Yeah. I looked it up. I'm like, sure enough, there's an eighth episode. So I can't got believe that. All right. Yeah, it. I gotta watch that. But I'll be honest. I and I uh, with Pete Davidson, I neither care for nor dislike. He just exists in my universe. Like I don't. I'm not. I don't. Like, <laughs> I, know, I don't like I him. I don't dislike him. But through this, um, I liked this quite a bit, and more. And I liked it progressively more and more. Um. I like him progressively more and more. Yeah, I know because <laughs> from, of this. From, yeah, like, yeah, like I've heard all the rumors, the things like him and the, uh, like I like I kind of knew who he was because he's in the business that I watch way too much of, <laughs> and uh, whether it's comedy, movies, TV, whatever. Um, but they'll 
they'll occasionally make jokes to like, oh, usually you're the, we're the guy we want to bring in to kill real fast or something. Yeah. Like they talk about the Suicide Squad and all these different things. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, um, but you know, I heard about the Kate Beckinsale and you know yeah. dating all these these super mega celebrities here and there, and but like that's it. And then I heard like a lot of people think he's a jackass, and I'm like, but why? Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, it's because the drug, the drugs. Okay, I'm like, I feel like you kind of knew what you were getting there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like he's, it was a secret. I, I just saw him on the screen and went, "Oh, your eye." Yeah, <laughs> and uh, what's his first line in the whole show? He's googling like, like butthole eyes. Butthole eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, he's got butthole eyes. Yeah, uh, but you, yeah, no, I, I, I've. I've enjoyed very much seeing a glimpse into at least how he sees himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, in his hero point of view versus, you know, what he's what he's done and, and what he's trying not to do. So, yeah. Uh, watch the finale. We'll talk about it more uh, because it's really good. All right. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. Yeah. You don't have to talk me into that. I'm looking forward to watching that. That and Righteous Gemstones. That's exciting. Um, all right. Let's move on to this one. I have not seen it at all. I keep meaning to push play i just haven't gotten around to it another apple tv show that they just keep killing it the crowded room um this one is in manhattan in the summer of 1979 a young man is arrested for a shocking crime and an unlikely investigator must solve the mystery behind it before the true criminal strikes again um really good cast tom holland will chase amanda seyfried uh emmy rossum um, Sasha Lane, I've seen a few things. Emma Laird, I've seen her for the first time, fresh off of um, the was it Kingdom? What's it called? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh Jesus. Uh, the last. Uh, what is that? What is that called? King of uh, Mary Kingstown. Mayor Kingstown. That's the one. <laughs> Kingstown. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know what? The, everyone in this so far is the acting has been great. The story has been good. I don't want to say it's amazing yet. But it's one of those shows that's clearly like a primal fear type of a show where it's going to be like, you know, the cops are interviewing somebody, so there's going to be twists and turns. Was it actually him? Was it people he's helping him catch? Was it this person? Was it that person? You know, all that. So it's hard to tell how this is going to end up playing out. But so far, it's been good. And Amanda Seyfried, really good. Yeah, She's a really good actress. She is talented. Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you, the biggest shock to me was seeing... Uh, Emmy Rossum playing Tom Holland's mom. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, are they far apart in age? Yes, they are. <laughs> oh, I don't like yes, that. Yes, they are. Yeah, I know, because Emmy Rossum feels younger than me. <laughs> she was... <laughs> like, oh, she is younger than you. Yeah, she was born in yeah, 1986. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, she's... yeah. How could she have him as a child? This isn't right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it, was a little, it was a little icky seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, you just made me feel even older. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no, so far, solid. Um, but here's what I want to... What I want to tell you. So, um, so far, I want to check. I don't think it's all out yet. I think it's doing a weekly release after. Yeah. I think it released a couple at once, um, and then it's going from there. Um, but it looks like we get the fifth episode on Friday. Yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So, let me tell you the review scores because normally you you read me the rotten. Okay. And I want to blow your mind. So. Audience score for this show so far, a lot of reviews. Uh, 89%. Oh, Almost okay. a 90. All right. So, pretty solid. Like, extremely, extremely solid. 
a lot of viewers too so not just a couple people viewed it you know what i mean it skews mm -hmm. it a lot um critics reviews for this uh about 50 reviewers uh, for critics which is kind of average uh for for, for series um 33 percent for critics yeah 33 from critics and how many 90, from audience 90 from audience wow <laughs> i've never seen that kind of disparity this is the biggest differential yeah i feel like i've ever seen outside of like a fast and the furious thing <laughs> i mean I've, I've really this is like one of the biggest the biggest differentials i've ever seen and uh, critics do not like it for whatever reason at least this crew and the, you know who knows I don't know if there's critics that review bomb. I don't know what it is, or if there's like a director or someone individually who like, you know, is known as a bad person, so they're purposely reviewing it bad. Like, who knows? But uh, yeah, this is a really, really, really bad review. So, well, what do you uh, think of it so far? You said you're two episodes in. Yeah, I'm two in, and like I said, so far I like it. I mean, like I said, the the, the acting's really good. The story's been fine so far. Uh, there's been some twists. But, um, and like I said, like, this is a show that's going to, uh, kind of like the, uh, what was it? The big door, big door prize. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's going to depend greatly on how it ends to decide how I like the whole show. But, um, so far so good. I, I can't, um, there's no part of me that understands the 33. Um, the but it is oh, definitely, yeah. yeah, there is definitely, it, it's definitely not as, powerful and gripping from the very beginning as I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. um, but so far, it's good. Okay. So, yeah, I'm very, very confused by that rating. Alright. I'm very confused. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Moving right along is um, a show that we've but, been enjoying quite a bit. Lauren and I have been enjoying is Platonic. Um, yeah. It's not the greatest thing in the world. It, it's very, it's got some very, very cringy parts. But are you caught, <laughs> are you caught up on this? You said Rogan, <laughs> uh, but even I, more. No, but there, yeah, know. that's true. He does like a lot of cringy stuff. Yeah, how how many episodes are you in? I, I'm still only a couple in now, um, but I mean I've liked it so far. So what are you what are you doing with your time? Crowded rooms and and all the righteous gemstones and the finale of Bucus. Uh, okay, so that's <laughs> no. so that's an hour, <laughs> <laughs> a couple hours. Uh, yeah, no, that that's. Uh, Altogether, I just listed four hours. <laughs> Righteous Gemstone and Bubkiss. What was the other? And, and two episodes of Crowded Room. <laughs> uh, four hours. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, also, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of watching everything to the end now. And then starting the next thing and watching the end. Instead of watching like seven shows an episode at a time, I'm just kind of burning the room. So uh, I'm going to finish Black Mirror this week too, probably. All right, which shouldn't be hard because I think there's only four episodes. But black, but but Black Mirror, you don't have to watch them. Like you can just pick up and put them down wherever. Yeah, yeah, no, very true, very true. So, um, <clears throat> silo. Obviously. How far are you on Halt and Catch Fire that I've been telling you to watch for five years? <laughs> it's not even on the <laughs> It needs to be. It's just yeah. All right. Uh, well, yeah. Forget about it. I'm enjoying Platonic. We've got uh, let's see. There's a new one. New episode comes out tonight, and then there's three more after that. Um, it's very cringy, uh, or it has very cringy parts. It also has some very funny parts. But just Seth Rogen and uh, I said Gabriel Byrne, uh, Rose Byrne together is just always it's just always fun. I'd like either pairing. That's uh, yeah. Either pairing would be fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, All I'm right. Fine. Fine. All right. Um, 
then moving right along, we'll talk about yeah. So yeah, this, so this you're gonna watch, but everything else takes a backseat. <laughs> so Fubar, you watched you know what? the entire season of I Fubar. Did. I did eight episodes. I did, uh, and I don't even feel bad. I'm, I'm happy. I'll, I'll tell Should everybody. I don't care. Uh, all kidding aside, you know what it was? It was, it was exactly what True Lies should have been. This is 100 percent picking up where True Lies left off as a series. And, uh, I mean, did you like True Lies? The movie? Yeah, I love the movie. the movie. Yeah. Yeah, this is exactly the movie as a series. And I don't mean, like, scene-by-scene scene remake or anything. I mean, like, it feels very much like they wanted to do True Lies, and NBC went, oh, you know what? No, we'll go ahead and make that. <laughs> and they went, well, F you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I really would not be surprised if that's exactly what happened. Because a lot of times when people call to try to get the rice to things, it makes people realize, oh, so you think there's an appetite for it? Yeah. Let me talk to the board. You know what? No, we decided we'll make our own true life. Yeah. Uh, remake. And I think that's what happened. Well, I Rogan mean, and is... them did that. They wanted to make Last Starfighter, and they couldn't, so they made um, oh, yeah. Future Man. And yeah. then Seth MacFarlane wanted to make a Star Trek, and they said no, so he made Orville. That, that's exactly what this is. Okay. It's And instead of his... Uh, his wife uh, being the person that he has to drag into the spider or whatever, he finds out it, it, as Arnold's retiring, he finds he has to go one last job. They're like, I know you're already retired, but we have one last job for you. You've got to go save one of our, extract one of our, our people. And it's his daughter, okay. uh, who he didn't realize has also been doing it for a little while. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's a real, it's, it's a comet. They do do a great line writing comedy action. And, you know, if it were on CBS, NBC, Fox, whatever, it'd be their hit show right now. Um, the only reason I think a lot of people pooped on it at first more than they normally would have is because admittedly, with Arnold being in it, I think there was way too high expectations for what they were doing. But really? realistically, <laughs> well, I, yeah. What was the I last mean, good uh, thing he's done? I mean, I don't... Uh, Terminator, probably, but... Um, you know, the most recent one, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I guess that's the thing is what's the last bad thing he's done. Like he just doesn't do things unless he thinks it's going to work out. You know what I mean? And, and uh, killing Gunther, you know, dark fate was the last thing he did. Aftermath, uh, Terminator Genesis, Maggie, uh, the Expendables yeah. three, Sabotage. Some of those, some of those you just named, uh, Gate plan. Uh, some, some of those, the last stand. Were actually, were, some of those were good. Which uh, ones? Naming, by the way, Maggie was good. Expendables oh. three was fun. Uh, I watched the first. I watched the first. Was fun. Expendables, and I like was in and out of sleep from the second one. I didn't well, see Maggie. I'll be honest. The, Maggie was good, and the third Expendables was was great. His and his his part was a cameo, but it was really funny. Yeah. Um. Uh. No, I, I I'm fine with it. But Fubar very much. I can tell he wanted to do a new True Lies. Yeah. And the father son dynamic worked out. He really liked it. Um, the the girl they got to play the daughter Monica Barbaro yeah. is fantastic. Uh, the whole cast really is fantastic, but it is I mean it's just like True Lies in that it's goofy, funny, silly, you know, cutesy, relationshipy. You know what I mean? So it's not don't go in there expecting Mr. and Mrs. Smith the series as highly produced as Brad Pitt and Angelina. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's not that. It's the Arnold, Tom, uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold 
dynamic with the Bill Paxton's there torturing. It's that. You know what I mean? It's that part of it. Uh, but, I mean, like, Gabriel Luna's in it. Uh, Travis Van Winkle was great in it, too. Yeah. Um, Jay Baruchel is great in it. Like, there's a, a the, the girl we talked about from AP Bio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's some fun cameos uh, that pop up here and there throughout the whole series that clearly did it because they wanted to work with Arnold. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it was definitely some fun. So, yeah, once you get over and you understand the feel and what it's supposed to be, it's very enjoyable. And it's no surprise that it already got a season two. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I had a lot of fun with it. All right, fine, I'll give it a shot. But but go in there just to have fun with it. You All know right. what I mean? Don't. Well, don't yeah, I, I'm not much. taking it as a serious show. Yeah, no high bars. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, do you want to know the scores for it? Uh, what is your score? Sure. Give me that. What sure. is your score? Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> what would I give this? I mean, like a like a eighty. Eighty? Uh, wow, that's high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. And like we always say, for for what it's supposed to be, yeah, it was an eighty. I mean, like I saw True Lies, <laughs> the remake, and what the and and to be fair, unlike a lot of people, I went in there giving them some confidence, like because I like both of the actors, Ginger Gonzaga and uh, uh, Steve Howie. Uh-huh. Is it Steve Howie? Steve Howie? Howie? I don't know. Yeah, from like that. from uh, from Shameless, huge dude. Uh, oh yeah! Oh, I do like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like him a lot. And Gonzaga from uh, from She Hulk, the the assistant. That's yeah. so funny. She's the other one. Uh, oh yeah, I did like so her too. I, yeah, she's great. And if you've seen Shipwreck, she's hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, that. Steve Howie, Ginger Gonzaga. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I went okay. in there with like some promise. I was like, oh, I actually really like these actors. Yeah. And I love the series. I'm going to give this a shot. So I watched the first couple. It is doo doo. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's already canceled. They canceled it mid season. Um, then didn't even air the rest. I'm shocked uh, Steve Howie isn't like bigger by now. Right? <laughs> like, that guy every was time great I see and shameless. Him, love the guy. He yeah. was even good in like nine or four total scenes in Sons of Anarchy. Like every time I see the guy, I'm like, well, this guy is just gold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And so this this was a shot, but sadly they give him terrible writing. Terrible, terrible, terrible writing. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was doomed to fail just because of the writing. So, but this was. So that said, I I, I kind of had something to compare it to, and my God, this was so much better. Like I'm like, this is what True Life should have been. This is exactly what it should have been. Okay. All uh, right. Wow. Eighty time. Yeah. All right. Um. So this got on IMDb a six point five, which is a seven point five in the real world. Yeah. And then I'm gonna okay. give you two scores. I think you you probably be able to figure this out. Uh, sixty eight and fifty. Oh, <laughs> sixty eight and fifty. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'll say that. Uh, 68 is the audience. You are correct. Very good yeah. at this game. All right. <laughs> um, let us move on. Um, this is another one you can talk about, Black Mirror. Now, I plan on watching it. Um, it's the new season. This is season six. Oh, my God. Um, I can't talk too much about it, though. So I saw, okay. the, I saw the first episode. But Joan you, is like Awful you, is the name of it? Yeah. Okay. But, like, but like you mentioned before, like these are so, you know, uh, um, and, and they're such an anthology that all the rest could be awful, and this one was great, or they could, you know, who knows. But so far, the first one, loved what I saw. Holy crap, uh, this, the, this can't be the, just the first episode. But, so, an average woman is stunned to discover a global streaming platform has launched a prestige TV drama adaptation of her life, in which she is portrayed by Hollywood A-lister Selma Hayek. All yes. right. And then the people, so it's Joan, the main character is Annie Murphy, of course, Selma Hayek is in it. Michael Sarah, Hamish Patel, 
Wunmi Musaku, um, Rob Delaney, Ben Barnes, uh, Ayo Itabiri, who is so hot right now. Like, she's on that, everything. That's absolutely the first. Holy all, crap, all from, that is huge. That's all from the first episode. That's yeah. impressive. It, it was a lot of fun. The first episode was a lot of fun. So that's why I say, like, I don't know if the whole thing's going to be this this good. Yeah. But the, the, the first one was a lot of fun. Um, and it's very, very much a Black Mirror episode and exactly what, based on current events, you think they should have made it made one about so yeah and, and and pretty darn funny to me tongue in cheek how bad they rip on and make fun of netflix <laughs> oh <laughs> really it's a netflix show yeah they call it like sugarberry or something <laughs> uh but it is netflix like it, it even does the dun-dun <laughs> <laughs> like they very much make fun of netflix uh so yeah worth yeah definitely watch that that was a lot of fun. all right i mentioned that the third episode is called beyond the sea in an alternative 1969, two men on a perilous high-tech mission wrestle with the consequences of an unimaginable tragedy. It's got Aaron Paul, Josh Hartnett, Kate Mara, um, Rory Culkin. Um, I think that's it, but man, I like I like all that. Auden yeah, yeah. He seems familiar. Yeah, that's a, yeah, they've got, they're pulling all the stars in it. It's interesting to me, too, that, like, wasn't, uh, wasn't it all the way through last season that they would only use British actors? No, I thought that was the big thing. Yeah, was for it? At least you may be first, right. For at least the first few years, they would only use British actors. I I couldn't remember if if they did last year too. Uh, but uh, yeah, this season there was just a ton of Americans in the first few you seasons. You might be right about thought, that. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. You're, you're running out of people. I imagine after all. Well, in the fourth season, they had Fat Damon and Christina Milioti and okay. Jamie Simpson so and Michaela Cole, changed. Billy Magnuson. Okay, yeah, it changed earlier than I thought. Yeah, it did, it did. You know what? In fact, it looks like it's only the first two seasons that are British only. Okay. So, okay, oh, yeah, British it opened up. Only. Yeah, because San Junipero was season three. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the famous... Guru yeah, that's a great one. Kenzie Davis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, give us a shot, though. Uh, okay. And I'll be watching more episodes because uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh, and Nosedive, that was a good one. With, um, um, what's her name? Bryce Dallas Howard and Alice Eve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really that's good right. one. All right, all right, um, Andy. Andy, I gotta tell you, the, we got three left. We're about to finish strong. They're all bangers. Yeah, yeah. This is, we we've done this very well. All right, so right off the bat, extraction. This is the second one. Extraction do. Yeah. Extraction part de, Electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> after barely surviving his grievous wounds from his missions in Dhaka, Bangladesh, Tyler Rake is back, and his team is ready to take on their next mission. Uh, this is also directed by Sam Hargrave, who did the first one. Um, the only people that return that I know are Chris Hemsworth and uh, Gold Shifateh Farahani. Um, I, did you know Yaz was in the... Did you remember him? The guy that played Yaz, his name is Adam Bessa. Do you remember him for the first one? I did not remember he was in the first one. I, I, that's the thing. is I couldn't remember if he was or not. I'll go, I, I know honest. Nick I was, I didn't and remember. of course Chris Hemsworth. I didn't remember she was in it, actually. Oh, yeah. She was, like, his main handler, and she was a sniper, and she's in this. She's in much more of it, this one. It was basically just Chris Hemsworth in the first one, and they kind of expanded so he has a team, which I like better. Yeah, I mean, the first movie, like, I, I don't remember at all. Oh, it's a good <laughs> time to go back and watch it, then. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to. I just remember <laughs> Get to. You're gonna, you're getting, kind of... You get to go back and watch it. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, so, I, so I'm going to, for sure. Yeah, and, that, and then maybe I'll just have to rewatch part two with the fresh eyes of part one. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> I've watched the first one I probably 
four times. No, really? <laughs> I love it's so good. Well, you can also just put it on the background, and it's it's never not yeah. him beating the hell out of those kids is never not fun, Andy. <laughs> That's right. I remember how much flack it got for a scene where he beats the snot out of a bunch of teenagers. Uh, hey, man, like, don't shut up. They should have checked themselves where they wrecked themselves. <laughs> That's right. So it got a uh, seven point two on. I, I mean, for what it tried to be, bullshit. I give yeah, I give this one and the first one. I give them both. I mean, I think I give them both tens. Like, the, oh, it's wow. a, maybe not a ten. I would say a nine, though, for what it tried to be. Because there are some parts that are like, ooh, that's a little ridiculous. And in this one, they kind of expand <laughs> on when thing when action stuff happens. It's like it's ridiculous. But I love these. It's just a pure. It's just great pure action, and I'm good with that. Like, it's not going to win any Oscars or anything, but it was awesome. Yeah. No. No. I I agree. Uh, I know some people were like kind of down on it uh on reddit maybe it was or something i don't know reddit just um, hates themselves. They hate everything i'm on reddit too yeah. and like they just seem to hate everything well anytime a movie comes out it's like we've always talked about only the people that hate it come out and talk yeah about it. so if people loved it they just love it and they move on with their day mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't jump on it so yeah this one i mean outside of wanting to talk about the 21 minute water yeah <laughs> that was in this oh my stars and garters <laughs> was that 21 minutes of of epic fun or what that was I mean, so that was, good oh god this was and i didn't know i was getting in for that either yeah you know i mean that was that was the best part was like watching it and be like uh, are they gonna breathe yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna, i was wanting to are, yeah i wanted to breathe yeah yeah i need to get i need to get pop, i really want to get that popcorn <laughs> when can when can i get up there's usually a slow part here uh but uh yeah it just it just was so much fun man and unexpected and i'm glad i'm so glad that they did uh you know the whole opening and long montage of him getting healthy because yeah. If you tried to set this the next day, I would oh, be very, yeah. very upset with John Wick. And yeah, with, uh, with with extraction. So, <laughs> but yeah, he was he's in a coma. It takes him like nine months to recover, and he's still not fully recovered. But like yeah, he like, comes almost, in, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's yeah, still yeah, some yeah. ridiculous parts where he gets injured. Ooh, I don't know if he can. I don't know. I don't know about that. I will say, if you haven't seen the movie, um, go watch it and then come back and listen because I want to spoil a few things, but. As soon as I saw Yaz in this, I was like, "Oh, he gonna die." <laughs> he is. There's no way that guy is made. I liked him. I thought he did a great job. He was a good character, and a, the actor did a good job. I was like, "There's no way that guy is making it through this whole movie." So I know you never watched the show, the old Star Trek stuff, but are you familiar with the term red shirt? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The second I saw him, I was like, oh, there's a red shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I really did think that same thing, too. Uh, because, And it was mainly because he offered Chris, right when he offered Chris Hemsworth the shirt, I was like, oh, this dude's dead. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely going to die. And But, like, yeah. uh, so the character Tyler Rake, who Chris Hemsworth plays, plays is kind of a self-involved jerk because like he's well yeah (laughs) he's doing all this stuff and he's going after that kid that kid made his decision and not only like risked everyone else's lives but got your friend nick shot got yaz killed and then he's like i gotta go after and get him like no that kid that he made his choice bye and he goes back and gets him of course nick is gonna come and help him she's already beat to hell and then she almost dies there and instead now they're both in prison well, technically, 
this kid is is like his nephew. Yeah. So, um, which you find out later, a little bit later on, uh, that this woman he's rescuing is is a sister in law. Yeah. And and that's her kid. So this so not technically this is his nephew. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, nephew in law. Ex nephew in law. No man. Ex ex nephews in laws can die. <laughs> still, he still loves Olga. Uh, who wouldn't? But he sees and, his uh, son, I guess, in that because he says, "You remember you met my son one time on the beach. You guys played together." So he guesses yes. he's his son, but still. And well, and he and he's he knows he's doing this for her, for, yeah. his, for his ex-wife, who he still loves. So, That's true. Um, so he knows he's doing this for her, and and what you see and what he you hear him say he realizes during the flight is that. This kid never had any other option. He yeah. Was only raised, he was basically like born in a cult. Yeah. And believes there's no other way. And to the point that he sold his mom out. So um, out of fear. Like that happens out of fear, not out of like love to his dad. Yeah. Um, and so uh, so I get it. And I think he's like, look, like we've got to somehow this kid has to be what's the word like deprogrammed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to have to get this kid out of everything first. And then worry about deprogramming the kid. So he didn't want to send a kid back to these people that he would probably kill him. So I, I mean, I get it. Um, and it led to more action. So uh, I'm fine with it. But uh, I'll tell you that the sequences, uh, the only thing that I enjoyed more than the Wonder, which there's like nothing I've enjoyed more than the Wonder, is uh, is the uh, the sequences on the on the glass. Uh, up on the roof or yeah. of the building and just, oh, God, I was like, shoot the glass out from under him so they fall back into the building. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's that's fun. <laughs> oh, the whole movie was just so much fun. Yeah. It was, oh, and... the dead, uh, the leg press. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. I I think I made that exact noise when it happened. It was just, oh, yeah. I was like, I was like cringing in my seat while like rooting it on at the same time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So much fun. Uh, Lord, yeah, yeah. I asked Lauren after I was like, "How'd you like?" She goes, "The parts that I didn't watch through my hands were very enjoyable." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's funny we talked about Arnold a minute ago. So, <clears throat> one of the famous, most expensive battle scenes ever, believe it or not, all this time later, was in one of the worst movies they ever made. But it was Terminator Three, the one with uh, Kristana Loken yeah. as the bad guy. I don't know if you can, can you remember. There was a long battle scene on a. a, a some form of a, a highway vehicle that's burning through the city, that's blowing through the city as they're fighting, and it's like wrecking balls. It's some massive, massive vehicle. Okay. Uh, but there's like a there's like a eight minute one shot action scene where they destroy like half of the city as they're <laughs> blowing through on this thing. And I I mean I still remember that to this day. Like that's a scene worth watching, even though the movie itself is garbage. Yeah. Um. But uh, this is and for some reason while I was watching the wonder like that came to mind. That was like. Ah, this is even bigger than that, <laughs> and uh, and this is a Netflix movie. Like, wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I hope. So far, I think outside of Stranger Things, this might be one of the most successful franchises they've. On they've, Netflix. What? Yeah, like if they make a third movie, this might. Well, they're making a third them. movie. It's already been greenlit. They've yeah. added Idris Elba a little bit into this one. I think he's gonna be more in the next one, which I'm very excited about. I agree. Yeah, I think so too. So that's yeah, that's gonna be. That might end, you know, if that ends up being as good as these two, which I think it will. I'm trying to think of another franchise that's from Netflix that's as big as this and Stranger Things. There probably is one I'm forgetting. Yeah, but but these are massive. Yeah, I they mean, are. They make a ton these of are money. Massive franchise. So they what score would you give this? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna settle on a nine because there were some stuff, but I, like for what it tried to be, I thought it was Absolutely. awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, nine, nine point five. I'm somewhere in there. I'll okay. call it a nine point three for now. Nine point yeah. three. All right. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I could get. Uh, I'll be fine with you on a nine point three. I love this. I will watch this at least two or three more times. Um, I'll probably watch Extraction, the first one again here, pretty shortly. So IMDb gives it a seven point two, which is an eight point two in the real world. Criminally underrated. Um, all right, I'm gonna give you two. You let me know. Seventy six and eighty eight. 88 audience. Yeah, that was an easy one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, got, got to be. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, let us move on then to movie time. So, went and saw The Flash. I think you went on like Wednesday or Thursday, didn't you? I did. Thursday. Yeah. I went on Friday with some buddies. We always like to, there's this barbecue place across the street from the theater uh, called Joker's Barbecue. That, that I've never eaten there. We always, we'd meet for drinks before and after. We actually ate there this time. It's delicious. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had a, a crew of guys that we went. And I had no interest in seeing this originally because DC is terrible. And they usually just don't do good stuff. But yeah. when James Gunn was go- like took over and was going through stuff, he canceled a bunch of things. But he kept Shazam 2 and kept The Flash because he said they are both good. Well, Shaz- Shazam 2 was just as good as the first one, which I thought they were both very enjoyable. And the Flash was yep. awesome. Like it's getting, it's getting kind of beaten up on Reddit again. Reddit seems to just hate themselves. Reddit's but, a bunch of trolling idiots. But yeah, it, yeah. It, a big part of why Reddit—it's not everything. There's two things that went bad really horribly for the Flash, uh, besides being DC. The first is somebody came out and said this is going to be the best superhero ever made, and now anything less than it's. It's either the best ever made or the worst ever made. Yeah. Reddit does not allow for in-between. Um, so because it's not the best ever made, it's now laughably the worst ever made. Uh, and two, they're, they're, they're destroying it for bad CGI. But my, my response to that is, yes, there was some bad CGI, mm-hmm. but also, like, we got to grow up a little bit as a, as a movie consumer. We're, we're in a phase where we're getting more than we ever hoped for <laughs> as far as this kind of a content, this kind of genre content. And we all know there is way more demand for CGI right now than there are CGI artists. Yeah. To the point that there were CGI artists killing themselves. There were some going out of business because they didn't, they couldn't, they didn't want to have to keep trying to deal with the pressure mm-hmm. uh, that they were being put under to put, you know, to do, you know, four years worth of work in in three months, like, <laughs> and uh, being up, to, you know, all day, all night, every single day. And so we get, so you get that. And so, yeah, if the CGI is not perfect in certain parts, I feel like as a consumer at this point, you need to be able to go, I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I mean, that doesn't excuse like horrific CGI yeah. or really bad CGI in a really important part of the part of the, the show, the show. But to some degree, like you got to get it a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Uh, I mean, we, we everybody forgave She-Hulk when they saw the beginning, and they're like, yeah, well, they've got to finish up the artist. Yeah. The artist work over the next couple of months, and it's like, okay, you're right. And then when it came out, it was fine. You know, but uh, some of these shows, like uh, DC and all these others, you want them two years later. You don't want every movie to be six years apart. So yeah. if you want that, then you're going to have to also deal with the fact that there's going to be maybe not the best CGI out of the test. Yeah. But and, and so I didn't have a problem with that. There's people like, like I can get over that because the movie I thought was so good. Yeah. Um, but yes. there was other like other issues I read that people had were that they're like, well, um, Bruce Wayne wasn't really necessary. He was basically just 
and uh, helped them break out um, Supergirl, and there was an Uber to the final battle. Like wh- yeah, the whole point of that okay. was that yeah yeah I didn't understand that like they didn't really have a purpose. It's like you understand the whole point of, after he went into the past or into an ultimate dimension was that you can't change the past. Like no, didn't matter what anyone did. It was like that that had determined what that universe was going to be and bruce wayne's purpose was also he was uh, a mentor to we'll say prime allen prime prime flash and teaching him how time travel works and all those things and then a lot of people are like this was so stupid that the flash's intro is the flashpoint like it has to be for dc because of what they're going through that's exactly right it made perfect sense to me and and it wasn't his intro. We've met him a couple times before. Now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I I totally get it. And I thought his Batman was very uh, instrumental in yeah one helping the Flash as a mentor in the the past as much as he did you know or I should say in the alternate as he did in the in the prime timeline. And then two, like you said, being the conduit for the audience to understand uh, the whole fulcrum aspect of it, which by the way thought was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, because time travel is hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and quite, quite frankly, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> uh, but I enjoy it. Like it, it can. It can when it's done right, I enjoy it quite really, a bit. When it can lead for fun plot devices. But I guess my point is, if you if you're gonna nitpick the uh, the way that all works, you're being kind of an idiot because you know it can't work. <laughs> so inherently. You're mad at something that you already know can't work. Like, why are you not taking your time to uh, to argue flight <laughs> in these superheroes? It also can't work aerodynamically. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, I guess I'm just saying, like, if you want to find a, a way to, to to dog on something, you can. But if you but a lot of the reasons they're dogging to me are bad reasons. The Batman thing, if it were legit, I'd say that I can understand that. But it, but it, in my opinion, it's not legit because I think. Like you said, he mattered. And it also matters that we saw from the time he gets to the past, all the work he does to try to get to the point where, you know, where you have the, uh, what do you want to call it? The the point where you realize this was a, uh, what did they refer to it? Like a fulcrum point where there was nothing they could do to change it. Yeah. Uh, where, where they're going to die, right? Uh, that was an important step to get to and to see everything he did prior to that point so that you felt the impact of the fact and, and that, and the frustration Barry had that he couldn't change it. Yeah. Um, because these, you, you know, yeah, they had built a little bond over some short period of time. Um, so yeah, I, I thought this was one of my favorite superhero movies in a very long time. It's, I, I think it's my, a, it's my favorite really DC well movie, live action oh, DC easily. movie. Easily. Yeah, by easily. a wide, wide margin. Yeah, and and I mean, I I say it's one of my favorite superhero movies in a while. I, I'm not saying my favorite. I say it's like a top five for me right now, because. I thoroughly enjoyed the way they used the multiverse to mm-hmm. their advantage. Mm-hmm. And, and and it wasn't a crutch when it didn't need to be. They were able to laugh at themselves in their past where they could without doing it too cheesily. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, I really liked it. And I mean, the the reveal at the very end of the new Bruce Wayne just had me dying. Yeah, that was fantastic. In the theater. I mean, that, was, that was so funny. Because th- you, you knew there was a fulcrum. You're like, if you, you still, even though you, all you did was barely touch the camera, there's an effect yeah. in, uh, on the past, just like the movie tells us, there's going to be an effect. And so that was fantastic. It, and also, like you said, anything can change now. The MCU is wide open. Um, 
with the exception of, I guess, what do you do about Batman? Not MCU, DCU. <laughs> Neither their show does uh, DCU. Yeah. Like, what do you do? What do you do as far as Batman? You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want at this point because you've shown three Batman in one movie. I, I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind a return of Ben Affleck. I thought he did a good job um, overall. He just He's not. Yeah, I know. I know. He, although he he's said, he's, I heard him in an interview, I think it was on like Smart or something, he's like, he goes, I was kind of bummed though, because like, he's like, I just, he goes, in this last one, I'm not in it much, but I feel like I just figured out how to play the character. And, uh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And so, I, yeah, I would like to see more of him. I would not be mad at that at all. I also love that I, Michael Keaton, okay. like, my one of my biggest issues with people always saying they loved Michael Keaton as Batman is like, he's tiny. He's like, Five nine, he's skinny. Like I was like, I never liked that Bruce. They made him so like imposing in the and you know in the Tim Burton one. And I was like, I like Michael Keaton. I liked that movie for its time. It look it is aged very poorly, but I liked it for that time. But I liked in this, Batman is just super agile, and I'd not seen that before. He's not strong. He's agile, and I'd not seen that, and I loved that interpretation. What they did with with this uh, Bruce Wayne because he can't be physically imposing. He's too old, he's too small, and they just made him uh, more of an acrobatic kind of ninja. He LeBron James himself? <laughs> uh, he, reinvented, he reinvented his body so that he could play longer? <laughs> it worked, yeah. <laughs> I know, no, I, I totally agree. And to me, first and foremost in the Batman has always been the detective skills. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's Agreed. always been the secret sauce to a good Batman. Is yeah. he, he's got great detective skills. That makes him fun, formidable, intelligent, you know, and knows how to use the right tool for the job, right? That's that's what makes him Batman. Is uh, oh, Superman got some kryptonite. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna break down what your weaknesses and come prepared for the fight. And uh, and and I thought they did good a jo- uh, good job with that in this one. And uh, loved him bringing you back. Let's get nuts. That was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and, I don't know if you and the that was a line yeah. Oh, I movie. oh my god. Oh, uh, yeah, I got goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got goosebumps. Yeah. And then the he was like. Who are you? I'm Batman. He goes, You're Batman? He goes, What do you think we're doing here? I thought this was the cousin's dinner. <laughs> Me and my buddy have been texting each other. I thought this was the cousin's dinner like the last couple of days. That was such a great line. No. It was a freaking great line. And I also want to throw out before we forget about it, I loved the action scene with uh, with him and Batman on the bridge and everything and Batman just causing collateral damage everywhere and yeah. Flash just having to be he goes I'm basically the Justice League's janitor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that he's even literally fixing pipes yeah oh the <laughs> baby the scene collapsing. the baby the scene baby right scene off the bat right. was so over the top and I think that's when people talked about the CGI was bad but it was so much fun I didn't care no, yeah, why would you care? I mean, that was hilarious. Yeah. And the dog. Oh, the dog <laughs> was great. Yeah. It was so funny throwing the baby in the microwave to protect it. And then when he lands, the woman's screaming at the babies. And then he hits ding and opens the microwave. There's another baby. And she starts screaming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I was laughing. That, yeah. That scene. And then, again, like on the bridge, just the whole uh, him touching the, the lasso of truth. Uh, oh. My eagle will never allow me to say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, that, yeah, that know, was great. I, I know what sex is in theory, but I've never had any of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was excellent. That was amazing. I thought um, yeah. Ezra, yeah, Ezra Miller, like the guy has got some, like, some personal okay. issues. Yeah. yeah, but man, he is a phenomenal actor to play both of those characters so well in the same movie 
He's a phenomenal actor. Man, yeah, I hope he gets the help he needs because I would like to yeah. see more of him. I loved Ron Livingston as Henry cool. Allen. Um, this Sasha yep, Cali, yep. I've never seen her before. Apparently, she's been in Young and the Restless for like uh, a few years, like over like 250 episodes. As Cara Zorel, I loved her in that. I thought she did a great job. And she I'll be honest, amazing. I'm kind of done with Superman. I don't need any more Superman. I've seen as much Superman as I really I need to. I would prefer. I, I'm <laughs> dead. I'm ready for this. So, did you see the James Gunn uh, layout? of the DCU under the James monsters Gunn and gods. Coming. Yeah. I actually watched that this morning. Yeah. That's oh, his you next, did? Yeah. I watched it this yeah. morning. That was his next, uh, that's his next project, right? Supergirl. So, well, uh, well, first there's the animated series that'll start it all. Yeah. Uh, then it's uh, Superman legacy. That's right. Which he's, di- which he's directing prior to peacemaker season two. Um, he says what he, his idea he has for Superman legacy is what's going to allow it to set the foundation for the rest of the DCU. Um, which I believe him. <laughs> like, I have no reason to ever doubt James Gunn at this point. Uh, and then he awarded Andy Machete, who did The Flash, with the second uh, sh- second movie in the DCU, which will be uh, Batman Bold and Brave. Yeah. Um, which I think is a blast, because I know you didn't watch those animated movies, or maybe you did, but Damien is... Batman's son, yes. who was who was raised by the League of Shadows, yeah. and he's a bloodthirsty assassin. And this and this movie is going to be about Batman uh, trying to teach his son uh, to maybe not be so bloodthirsty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it will be. <laughs> it will start that way. Yeah. Um, and so I love one is written by, written by Grant Morrison, who did a lot of the Damian Wayne um, writing, did yeah. Doom Patrol. Yeah. So that's exciting as well. Oh, it'll be. He also created the show Happy. Yes. Oh God, which is almost Batman. Uh, And then, uh, (laughs) and then uh, he's uh, so yeah. So news is that they're talking to Sasha Cali about doing some more work um, as Supergirl potentially. So they do. She did a great job, and what little she's in. Yeah, and the third movie they've announced is going to be Supergirl, and it's going to be. Did you see the synopsis of it? No. So it's going to be about how different Supergirl is from an attitude and standpoint of, a, of, of Earth and, and life, how different she is than Kal-El, because on her way, on her way to Earth, um, she, basically she and her family, all of her loved ones, it's not just her that was on their way to Earth. Uh, she's with another group, and they're, accent, they're stuck in the Phantom Realm for a long time, which is why it takes her the 15 years to get here. Uh-huh. And she watches as all of her family and friends are, are killed horribly. Oh, wow. uh, in that time frame, gets to Earth and is like, barely survived death, is jaded after 15 years growing up as a child through horrors. And, and you know, Superman's this beacon of hope and light. <laughs> and then she's going to be like, the most negative human being alive and, and thinking everybody can die and I'm valuing life, and, and so she's going to have to learn all that from Kal-El. See, I'm in on that. Yeah, that person. sounds good. Yeah, and it seems like they kind yeah. of pulled from Superman: The Red Sun on this because they found her like they did trapped. In in, yeah, in yeah. Russia. Yeah. Oh, and it was brutal seeing her just like destroyed and bruised and battered and everything in that in that uh, ball, and and the fact that she only helps because Flash is like she's like, why did you help me? Once you found out I was the wrong person, yeah, then you were looking for, and okay, there's hope. Like uh, all that, I just I 
I thought there were so many great moments in this movie, and and if we see more Sha- Sasha Cali as a as a Cali, yeah, a, I think so. Yeah, then I'm all for it because yeah. I thought she did a phenomenal job. Well, what's interesting is like so when they find her in that ball and she's kind of like uh, emaciated and like stuck in there. So that was yeah. like the start of it was going to be the Tim Burton Superman movie with Nicolas Cage, and you see, I love that where they had the worlds are colliding and they showed yeah. like all the different flashes, they showed mm-hmm. all the different supermans and the different batmans and they showed all the thing i love that and they even show nicholas cage um fighting the spider <laughs> yeah i the spider which was the thing the producer wanted so much uh he wanted to fight a spider um whereas tim burton wanted to fight brainiac i'm like oh my god if you ever get a chance i can't remember what the name of the i'll have to see what the name of the movie is but it's a documentary about the superman yeah, movie that was superman. never made oh man it was uh it was an amazing documentary and i could hear Kevin Smith crying from the theater <laughs> when I saw Nick Cage battling the spider because uh, he was the one who wrote the original script that the director just d- destroyed into the abomination that he tried to make uh, and before going on to Wild West and then having a battle with the gigantic spider yeah. uh, at the very end. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought that was, that was hilarious. That was a great moment. Uh, love seeing the worlds collide, uh, if you will. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see more. In fact, I, I can't wait to see more from Andy Machete. From Andy Machete. Yeah, I, he did it, and now he did this. Yeah, and his his next is Attack on and Titan, Mama. which is a big um, uh, anime. He's doing a live action of that. I don't know anything about that. I'm just not into anime. Um, but yeah. yeah, and then yeah, so he's doing those two. He's doing super. No, I'm sorry, Brave and the Bold, like you said, and then Welcome to Dairy, which is. It in goes, the HBO Max series. Yeah, follows the events of the 1960s, the time leading up to the events of the first film. Uh, so this is like what happens, but it's all it's different characters. Oh my gosh, listen to this cast. Madeline Stowe, James Remar, Chris Chalk, who is... J- Chris Chalk and Giovanna Depo, who are both... Uh, if you yep. could buy stock in some people right now, those were those are two I would definitely put some stock in. Yep, yeah, I totally agree. No, I, I'm I'm very excited about that show. Uh, I know you didn't love the movies or the books or whatever, but I just can't. I I, re- I, I really like the movies. I like I love Castle Rock. I just I cannot read Stephen King books. They're just they're so descriptive. I forget what what's going on, and then the endings always make me annoyed. <laughs> well, the movie was phenomenal. The first movie, the second movie was really good until they had to stick somewhat similar to the ending of the book. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love the first movie yeah. a bit. But uh, yeah, but still loved the direction of it. Uh, the, the overall overarching storyline. I, I love how he did all, how creepy he made Pennywise, and he's going to bring back Pennywise. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. No, this is yeah. It, this was excellent. I don't know why people are giving it so much crap. Um, what would you like for what it tried to be? What would you give this? I think I'd give it a ninety. Yeah, I, I think I. Would I mean, give I'm it... not saying it can't improve. Yeah. But, like, it was a solid A. I think I would give it like a 93. And if you yeah, told me 95, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah, there's little yeah, things here and there, but honestly, this was such a... how. And this is a two and a half hour movie, and I enjoyed every... Like, I enjoyed every bit of it. I would see... When it comes out for streaming, I'll see it again. I don't know if I'll see it in the theater again. Um, I'll tell you, there was so much potential to go horribly wrong. Yeah. And yeah. so much potential that he avoided. Mm-hmm. I mean, that alone is impressive. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, like, the way he's set up, you can't move people. Brilliant. Yes, like, yeah. Like, you shouldn't be able to move people because that's such an awful crutch for a storyline. That, 
Then the whole time you're going, well, why didn't you just get them all in the building real fast? Well, yeah. Why didn't you just get out of the way of the bullet? Well, why didn't you just move this dude? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, thank you. I never even really thought that was a thing, but brilliant. It makes so much <laughs> sense. Yeah. Dealing with the fulcrum and why it changes the past and different storylines and, and it was like brilliant. And the build, the build up of kinetic energy where like, uh, uh, and the suit. Yeah. Suit. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. call him, we'll call him, uh, grungy flash. Like he couldn't, he was building up too much energy, and, and uh, oh. so he couldn't run as fast. It was the suit helps, and so, yeah. I, Dude, the, the best scene of the whole movie, in my opinion, I mean, this is just my own, because it made me laugh so hard, it was just the fact that in all the old Batman movies, everyone made fun of the fact that he couldn't turn his head yeah. because it was one molded piece. <laughs> and as, as the grungy Flash tries to turn his head to the right to look at the Flash, his whole face distorts and like his nose yeah. is like, oh. <laughs> so, so, That was such a funny. great part. It's such so a simple thing. Funny. And then he rips off the neck part later. And so it's like, uh, he's like I can't do it. But yeah, it's that was so good. simplest gag. It was so like, good. Oh. Oh, brilliant! Just so well done, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He had a, you could tell how much fun he had making it too. Yeah, I love love that. It, it came through. Yeah, um, yeah. I would like a continuation of this. Um, I know it's Flashpoint, and they got to redo some stuff. Uh, I don't think we're gonna get it. Yeah, I don't think we are. I think this is resetting everything. Yes, that, that's too bad. I also love. So this is a PG thirteen movie, which means you get one f bomb per movie. And I thought the place, which is kind of becoming fun now, because it's like, where are they going to put it? And the usage of it was excellent in this. I don't remember if you caught it at the end. I don't want to say anything, because if you, haven't, remember if you haven't seen it, it's when he sees the last Batman. He goes, who the F is this guy? When he sees which one? Sorry. The last Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah he goes, yeah, he goes yeah. oh, yeah, because he's back in his world. And he's like, oh, okay. And then Batman shows him, who the F is this guy? <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. That did you see the post credits? Uh, yeah, we stayed for the post credits. What was it though? I don't remember. Oh, with him and Aquaman coming out of the bar. Oh yeah, and Aquaman's <laughs> hammered. Yeah. <laughs> well, the best part is he trips and he falls drunkenly into a puddle, and he's like, "Oh God, he's gonna drown." He's like, "I'm good." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So oh my so God, funny. Jason Momoa is. I didn't realize how hilarious that guy is, but like between Fast X. Um, and him being the only good part of it, and then just this little that little snippet, like that guy should do more comedies. When the two of them at the end of Peacemaker, they're the only actors that showed up for the cameos mm -hmm. uh, at the very finale of Peacemaker, where it shows the Justice League show up too late, and uh, Flash looks at him and goes, "Well, you do fuck fish." <laughs> 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 do you remember that? No, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, the the whole joke between uh during throughout Peacemaker is him going that the guy that guy Aquaman he fucks fish. Yeah. Like, he does not. Where do you get this? He's like, oh, I'm supposed to believe user one blah 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 from Reddit. Oh yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then finally at the end, uh, they go, oh, Waller, why don't you call for the freaking Justice League? And she goes, there's not enough time. And they anyway they finish the battle at the very end. They're walking away and. Peacemaker's carrying, uh, what's her name, Harcourt, almost dead in his arms, and they're all walking away, and suddenly the Justice League all shows up in dramatic style, and you see like a silhouette of Batman, Superman, and uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Flash, but then it shows actually Ezra Miller and Jason Momoa as he walks into him, and he goes, thanks for nothing, fuckheads, or fish fucker, <laughs> and he goes, what the hell did I, and Momoa goes, what the hell did I do, and Ezra laughs, and he goes, well, you do fuckfish, <laughs> and like runs off. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. Uh, I do not <laughs> remember that part. Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. So to see the two of them together again drinking at the end of this, I thought that was great because it set them up as like combative friends. So I yeah. It was great. Oh, I like that. Um, all right. One last one, I swear, and that is a new episode that just came out today, and that is Secret Invasion. Um, so Fury and Talos try to stop the scrolls who have infiltrated the highest spheres of the Marvel Universe. Basically, the the scrolls came like landed on Earth. They want their own planet though, and they can shapeshift and look like different people. Um, one of them has been working with Nick Fury, Talos, played by Ben Mendelsohn, and he, you know, from the the Captain Marvel movie. So they've been here for quite a while. Nick Fury's been in space. Thirty kinda, years. Yeah, thirty years. He's been doing his own thing, and they find out that there's a uh, a, a splinter cell of the a splinter of the the scrolls that are trying to terraform and take over the the earth as their own and ben mendelson is trying to help them figure out so him and well, Bri- because mm-hmm. yeah b- because and they're mad because the, you know the end of, of captain marvel is fury and, and captain marvel both say we're going to work to find you a new home and it's been 33 years and they've done none of that yeah and and he says they're they're not happy and he's after the blip or, or before the blip uh you know, Captain Marvel left and never came back, and then Fury's never done anything, and then since the blip, they could tell he's different, and he's never, he's he's, he's out of it, and so they're like, we're gonna have to do, we're gonna have to find our own planet, and hey, kind of like this one, so let's take it, and so, I think it's even more than a Splinter group. I mean, I think they said there's there's 500 people live, living at uh, Scrolltopia or whatever they call it that they know of, and. And then a hundred agents already in shells around the world, yeah. in place. Uh, so yeah, this is a this is a big group of uh, people infiltrating uh, uh, government at the highest levels. And um, the part that threw me, I know they can change how they look. Are they setting up the big bad as someone who's got the unique ability to consistently change shapes, or can they all do it? He just chooses more than one shell, right? Um, well, you know maybe, about? well, there is Super Scroll, who is usually the, like, who was a That's very big villain, thinking. um, in the Marvel Universe. Maybe he is becoming Super Scroll, but I thought they could, I thought maybe that you're right. I didn't even think about that, that he can change more shells than other people because everyone else kind of only has one. And, and this, and this fun part, like, I don't want to give too much of everything away, but the, but the fun part was that, I guess we kind of can. This is one episode. Uh, but the, uh, Fun part was that what's his name? Grab, Gravitech, Gravik, Gravik, Gravik. Gravik. At the end, you see him like walking and kind of leading uh, uh, Fury into the middle of this like kind of courtyard. As he's doing it, he's slowly morphing from one character after another that you've seen throughout mm-hmm. the whole show. Mm-hmm. So every one of those characters you saw throughout the show. Uh, so you realize he's been there watching all along what he was doing and I'm like oh that's creepy and amazing yeah <laughs> and I love that that made that so much better the whole episode got better with that and uh, uh, and also the misdirect of our favorite uh, CIA spook at the beginning uh, yes yeah who, who luckily luckily they say he's an imposter so yeah uh, so he's still alive and well yeah Tom Freeman's running around uh, uh, helping the Wakandans yeah we got uh, some good um, we got some good cameos yeah we got Martin Freeman as Agent Ross we got Don Cheadle as Rhodey Dermot Mulroney is the president um, I like that yeah yeah I, I don't have any problem with it 
Um, we also get Amelia Clark, who plays Ben Mendelsohn's daughter. We don't realize that Gia. Um, yeah, she's grown up. Yeah, yeah she's died. grown up. Um, we find out her her mom has died. She's kind of she is a very a big cog in this um, uprising, scroll uprising, and then the uh, mom. No, Gia is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaia. Gaia. Sorry, uh, Gaia. Yeah. Because Gaia means Earth, which is why it's interesting. Because um, uh, she's the one who kind of likes the Earth. Uh, but the, the, keep in mind, they, they mentioned that uh, Talos's wife has died mm-hmm. uh, in the meantime, and and uh, Gravik killed her. Um, oh, did he? Or, oh. Or his people, his people killed okay. her. Yeah, because that's why he looks at Gaia and said, "You've the whole time you've been you've been working for the man that killed your mom. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, your mom died, and the man that killed her is, is the person you're working for, which is why she ends up coming back and helping her dad. She realizes this guy's not all good. He killed my mom." Um, so, uh, yeah, so that, so that, in that flower he, he has at the beginning, he says something like, she taught me something about growing this and, and, and you hear, you realize that she's dead. The reason that matters, uh, and why I wanted to bring that up in the shells is if you've seen, I think it was Homecoming, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. her shell was Maria Hill, played by Colby Smolder. Mm-hmm. So the person she would frequently uh, impersonate was Colby Smolders. Oh, okay. Um, we get at the end the big T. Sorry, you haven't seen this. Uh, uh, turn it off. I don't know another way. Yeah, turn this but off. But go ahead. Off. Yeah. Uh, but Maria Hill, who everybody can't wait to finally see take a big role in the MCU and potentially become the head of Shield, <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> and uh, and why I think that's interesting is her shell is also dead. So they're letting you know, like, she ain't coming back as anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's not coming back as a scroll posing as Maria Hill either. Like, Maria Hill, she did. Yeah. <laughs> so so you've now got her shell dead, too. So, yeah, I thought that part was so final. And mm-hmm. uh, not what I wanted to see. I was really excited about seeing more of that. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see. I was thinking, like, halfway through the episode, because the whole time they're talking about Nick Fury, he's... After, since the blip, he's slower. He's moving slower. He's not got quite, a limp. Yeah, he's got a limp. He's not quite on his game. Um, Not three steps ahead. Yeah, and so I thought eventually at the end of this, Maria Hill would take over for Fury, and I thought that was what was going to happen. Now we've seen people well, die before, and they brought them back, so we'll see what ends up happening. I don't think that. it's happening. Yeah, I don't think I, I so think either. I think that's why Talos' wife is dead, because uh, otherwise people would have been going, "Well, Talos' wife's going to make it look like she's Maria Hill, and then she'll run she yeah. as, as that character." But, but uh, here's here's the fun things that I saw, and I want to see what your opinion on it. One, part of what makes people think he's slipping, he gets caught by Olivia Coleman's character, who's the British version of, of Fury. Uh, and But he slips in there and, and secretly plants a listening device on her. Um, do you think she knows it's there? Yeah, I, I was wondering that too. I'm not too sure. I think she knows. Yeah. I, think they're, I think they were in cahoots. <laughs> and uh, I think... They played that, you know, banter of, of, you know, battling each other, not telling each other anything, because they knew other people might be listening. But then he planted that deal on the owl's eye, on the same eye that he has the patch on, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, and uh, and then she she manages to talk about a lot of the things he wanted to know right in front of it. Yeah. And so I feel like they they're working together still, uh, and and he hasn't really lost a step. Uh, I also am curious what you think about his life. You think it's fake? I think it's fake. Well, his yeah, I think his trademark I think, I think eye scar is uh, 
from a cat. And I kept looking at it and thinking how dumb that was this whole time. So who knows? Maybe he slipped on ice and now he has a limp. <laughs> I guess. But uh, one, it wasn't a cat. It's a fearsome uh, hell beast that, uh, that kills people like crazy. Uh, and uh, two, um, I think he's either one, just wants to, wants, he's playing the bumbling idiot, the, the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Peter Falk, was it Columbo? Yeah. <laughs> uh, walking around acting like he's the bumbling old man and he's lost his step, but really he's way ahead of everybody. Or two, he's got some kind of tech on that leg that we're going to find mm-hmm. out later because he's okay. been up, up north. Yeah. That, right. That's my guess. Uh, it could be. He's getting old. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, at I, some I point, it, at some point, this. they're going to, someone's got to take over for Nick Fury. Like, at, I mean, at some point, because this guy, let's see, he is uh, born in 1948. So, he's what? Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow, he's like... 70? No. He's 75? Is that right? Am I, 75? Is that, I was is like, is my is math right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, he and Arnold are the same age. Wow. All right. And yeah, yeah just, you know, Arnold, who made FUBAR, is 75. <laughs> He is four and a half years from 80. Wow. That is unreal. Unreal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, good for SLJ. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I, I'm digging the uh, Gordon's Fisherman look he's got going on. <laughs> and uh, I, can't, I can't wait to see uh, I can't wait to see the rest of the series. It, it, it was a lot of fun for me. I mean, I think this is a good espionage type show. And, yeah. Um, you know, Dirty Bombs or not Dirty Bombs, whatever you call those. Those were the it's, it's the right kind of stakes. So mm-hmm. far, yeah. So yeah, can't can't wait to see where we go. Yeah, and I like all the actors in it. Kingsley Benadir has been super up and coming lately. He's been fantastic. This, you know, I love Olivia Coleman. Uh, ben Mendelsohn's always awesome. Sam Jackson, uh, Amelia Clark, and and Rhodey's a scroll. Rhodey's a scroll. You think so? It's coming. Someone it's be, coming. somebody big has to be a scroll. I feel like it could be ready. Yeah. What if it's what's, what if it's Ritson Del, Dermot Mulroney? Yeah, I was going to say, more than likely it's going to be the press. They're both listed but, for only one episode along with Martin Freeman, but we'll see. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All okay. right. All right, we'll see. That is everything we have for today. We will try and get you some coming attractions and uh, news and trailers this week. Uh, until that time, catchphrase. Video retort. <laughs>